You're listening to Two Beers Until Phrenesis, a philosophy podcast for students, graduates, and anyone else interested in ideas. Alongside regular guests and friends, we discuss some of life's big questions over a few beers. Enjoy. When you say start off with context, you mean gloat about the fact we went on a field trip. (laughs) Back when we were in the EU and we could... (laughs) <laughs> skip the cues. you more recently did this field trip so this was a field trip with the university of gloucestershire mm-hmm. and we went to spain cordoba in spain cordoba however you're supposed to say it i i thought it was cordoba but apparently it's cordoba so this is yeah cordoba <laughs> this is an area in southern spain, southern spain yeah. which is famed for having a rich cultural history which includes all of the abrahamic religions apparently living in harmony Mm, uh, a golden age. A golden age indeed. Or is it? <laughs> so uh, this this golden age was supposedly between the years uh, 786 and 1492. I've got completely different dates. Do you? Yeah. Wasn't 1492 like Reconquista and stuff like that? Do you have an earlier date? No, I've just got in the middle of that. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. So, but you, so you, but you've so got the, the 786, haven't you? As the first 756. Right. I don't okay. know why. Because uh, Muslim rule in Spain was 711 to 1492. Yes. I think already we've hit into a, one of the problems. So I think I know why this is. Right. This whole golden age is generally contested anyway. Mm. Like it, it may or may not be a thing. We're going to kind of look into why it may not be, and it has to do with the nature of. Christianity and the nature of Islam, who were fighting over these places and the, the Jewish population was caught in the middle. And it has to do with dates of rule and certain laws that were passed and certain religious demographics that were completely thrown out of the country and stuff. So I think some people think it starts and ends a lot earlier than it does because of it depends how you classify it or whether you think this age happened at all. Mm-hmm. So I guess when we both went there i think we can acknowledge that the, the main tourist drive is the kind of promotion of yeah the golden age yeah they're big on it yeah it's so, it's everywhere so the center tourism wise of it is the um mosquito yeah which yeah. is it was a mosque you know quite a famed mosque in its time i guess the tower the little um bell tower kept me up every morning did it really yeah because when they're staying in the hotel across from it and it was just like Every morning, dong, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> were, you, were you drinking heavily on that trip? Uh, I got a few um, uh-huh. uh, duty-free bottles <laughs> duty of Bells. Duty-free? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. Um, Are you an old man? Yeah, <laughs> bottles of Bells. Um, the, the little, the, the sort of mini, the medium-sized ones. That they gave you on the plane? Yeah, no, not not not, not quite that small. Like, oh. slightly bigger. Why were you, ju- were you just like... I, 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 know a fucking... a, I know a bargain when I see one. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing a flat cap and I thought it was fucking cool. I don't know. Um... So yeah, it, it's a mosque mm. um, that is now a, a cathedral because it was mm. basically they 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 plonked a cathedral right on top of it. Yeah, like almost exactly in that manner. Yeah, the middle of it is a a cathedral, and you can see how. Architecture-wise, for all your architecture nerds out there, the the mosque had loads of arches, and it was it's a it's on one level, and it's a long flat. You know, everyone would just pray in rows, right? And then 
because there's arches everywhere. Connor's giving me a look like you're completely. What are you talking about? No, I. I okay, I, okay. Yeah. This is just your face. Um, there's there's <laughs> arches everywhere, and then you get to the cathedral bit, and the arches go from like mm. beigey arches, aren't they? Like brown sand colours. Yeah. And then you get to like marble, so it's kind of it's almost basically like, yeah the, the Christian stuff has ruined what yeah. what this Islamic thing had going because obviously Islamic history the Islamic Enlightenment is all to do with the kind of the rediscovery of mathematics from ancient Greece a lot of that Aristotelian stuff and obviously we have the, our numbers and mm-hmm. stuff of, of from this period this Enlightenment and. Um, one of the things that is present in Islamic art is the use of mathematics and the use of these kind of kooky designs. Mm-hmm. And basically that's what that's what was going on. It was like an optical illusion with it all the It made it look like it was going on forever. Yeah, it was yeah. like it was like infinite pillars. And that's all you could see and it and it and it just gives this really cool effect. And then you've got this massive fucking chapel thing in the middle the big old organ yeah in the middle <laughs> it's just like what yeah. are you doing this are is... showing you this photo it's like it's almost like one fades into the other mm. like it's crazy yeah send, send me that and i'll put that on the the show notes actually i'll, I'll stick a link to the picture because that's yeah i don't know it, in some sense it's like oh this is this is really representative of a, of a sort of harmony but in others it kind of showcases this syncretic mashup of things that just do not mix. Yeah. Um, so and but, I, but I the, think that's the narrative at the time was definitely look at how peaceful and yeah, the, so coexistent the, when we went there. Yeah. Were. Yeah. I think it's something they want to promote and I, I can see why they would. Um, but yeah. Generally yeah, it's, it's the, just a tourist thing. The al- it, no? the, well, it's all across. It's in the, uh, the museums and the Alcazars, the palaces. Mm-hmm. It's really weird seeing orange trees everywhere. Yeah, just want to say but apparently that. they're all they're horrible. Like they, you couldn't just pick them off and start eating them. Yeah, no, like, like they're the sour. I think we were just lobbing them at each other. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the um, it was really really strange to see oranges just growing. Yeah, it's just it's so it's so bizarre. It's really hot and there's just oranges everywhere. Other, other than that, it's pretty yeah the same. But also, did you notice all the the parking was underground? Did you notice that? Yeah, probably because cars are fucking cook if they're on street level. Yeah, but how how mad is that? You'd, like, they'd just be... Because there were these tiny, narrow, like, roads. And then, like, a door would open and, like, a Mercedes would pull out. Because it's quite a wealthy area <laughs> as well. Yeah. And, like, they have these mad lifts. So you pull in and then it was, like, almost James Bond style, like, drop you down into an underground car park. I just thought it was crazy. Mm. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, so I, I think one of the reasons why examining this period of history is really interesting is because it tells us a lot about the three religions generally, and it tells, mm-hmm. gives us a good insight into history, and also how history can be just completely rewritten, and all the narratives are just kind of changed to fit the current one. Mm-hmm. This whole you know harmony and equality type narrative that a lot of these museums want to push for profit. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the more interesting elements of this discussion. So you might have already said this. Um, we both had to write an essay on it. Um, the title of mine was, To what extent was there a golden age of religious harmony between Muslims and Jews in Islamic Spain? Yeah, my, my, okay, mine was based, yeah, in the context of faith relations between Semitic religions of Christianity, Islam and Judaism. How far can the golden age of Spain, the dates, be regarded as golden? So, Is that your title? 
Yeah. Is that not the introduction? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the fucking, that's Damn. the title. So I think we both concluded that it couldn't be considered a golden age. Is that what, well, that's what I Yeah, that, um, I don't think it's quite that, yeah, sure, yeah. It's not black and white, obviously. Yeah, of course. It's not golden in the sense that, like, our current understanding of it is. Yeah. That that's certainly true, and I, and I think it's not without fucking horrible conflict and yeah, and and subordination and strife and yeah. Like. Um, but it it's seemingly a little bit more tolerant than a, than a lot of other things that were happening at the mm. time. So I, I guess my main argument in the essay that I wrote was about our own perception. It was th- the idea of us looking back and thinking, oh, how tolerant mm. that is, or Oh, look how intolerant that is. Yeah. It's all about anachronisms. We do the same when we say, like, I don't know, Joan of Arc was a feminist icon. It's like, yeah, mm, uh, Plato, Karl uh, Popper said that Plato was a fascist. Yeah, it's in the 1930s. These things don't make, these things don't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. So how can Plato be a fascist when fascism was invented in the 1920s and 30s? It's that kind of a- applying yeah. modern concepts to And sure, that might, that might be a useful tool in terms of, helping modern audiences sort of understand a lot of these things but mm-hmm. it's not accurate in terms of like some of the context of what we're looking at here so you Can have these, say, what, say what happened the the invasion yeah so yeah, the okay. islamic conquests yeah were happening at this time and muhammad prophet mm-hmm. had died and there was a there was a schism um between who should be the the rightful heir to yeah not so the rule of the islam, sunni and yeah. shia split yeah and um after this kind of schism had formed, there were different caliphates and different heirs. It's a, it's all quite Game of Thronesy, I guess, isn't it? Because people were like double crossing, people were going into yeah, yeah. Uh, going into solitude and then coming back, claiming the throne. And yeah, think of it as like Arabic Game of Thrones, I guess. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm it's drama full. There's different families. There's dragons. Oh wait, no. Uh, there might have been <laughs> one of the. Um, families or dynasties i guess that emerged were the umayyads mm-hmm. and basically the umayyads decided to uh go on a right old rampage didn't they mm. yeah their their caliphate kind of took they went a, they went through africa mm. north north africa and into uh, southern spain and that's yeah. that's the situation apparently that, they were going to carry on going through france before they were told to stop by um people back home it wouldn't have been Baghdad, would it? Yeah, there's some debate as to whether this is what actually yeah. um, spurred a lot of the the Crusades. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know, were the Crus- this whole idea were the Crusades like retaliatory? retaliatory? Yeah, just justified. Yeah. But all all you need to know is that there, it was it was a large sweeping victory yeah. <laughs> up through yeah up through Spain. When people talk about the Golden Age, I think were some of the more interesting things to look at are the intellectual contributions of Jews, Christians and Muslims mm-hmm. under these bunch of years for this period of about 500 years. So you have the Islamic conquest, then the Christians retook this in the Reconquista. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you had the... Hence the Catholics put the, the church right. That was part of the... the, yeah, the yeah. That was part of like the, the identity of reconquest it was like yeah putting, this is ours putting now, massive bam. churches yeah, yeah. on top of things they love to do that you, i don't know if you ever go to like an old pagan tomb there's always a chapel on top <laughs> yeah it's just, it's, and then and then under actually i think this might actually be true of the uh it is of the the mosquito underneath the mosquito so you've got chapel on top yeah 
Mosquito underneath. Is it Roman? And Roman underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And probably some sort of... Something else underneath that. Yeah, something else underneath that. It's Dinosaurs? (laughs) Dinosaur (laughs) temple. Yeah. Underground. I'm pretty sure that's Super Mario Brothers. um, Yeah. Yeah, So it's it's kind of like identity, like, assertion. And I like other interesting things to look at. The Catholic Inquisition. You've got um, Islamic art. And particularly interesting is this guy, Alfonso X. Is it is it 10th? I've forgotten what X means as a Roman yeah, numeral. Yeah, 10th. 10th, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, it's, of course it is. <laughs> Get it together. Oh, I'm so clever. Yeah, um, yeah no, so I think all these kind of things are like central to the debate because Alfonso the 10th is supposed to be this very lenient leader. Mm. And it's like, well, was he? I think my essay focused mainly on the, the initial period where you would find Jews and Christians living under... Umayyad and then Abbasid rule because there was another takeover. Did you go to the 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 war museum where they had like Maimonides as a mannequin and like, he I, I, like I, I saw the giant statue of Maimonides. Yeah, there's a giant statue of Maimonides. And people was, people were like, oh, go up, go up and rub his feet. Yeah, and did you not rub like, his feet? I didn't rub his feet. No, because it's Maimonides would have absolutely not wanted people rubbing a giant statue of him. An idol. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's, his, his Maimonides' whole shtick is that he's against idolatry. I, you know, and it it's just the worst fucking it's thing. Funny, it's funny rubbing though. his feet. <laughs> just reading back through my essay, and the reason why I put fourteen ninety two as the end, um, I think I basically concluded that the annexation of Granada and the the whole that the right. the Muslims finally lost all their power then it's really just do you say that the golden age ended when they got pushed out of you know official power or or, you know the complete sacking off of of yeah i think the country entirely this this again comes to the kind of like discrepancies with the whole thing because there's so many conflicting received accounts of the history that, that i read at least there was just there was i think i'm pretty sure i remember that even before they were pushed out of spain like the golden age is coming to a close because this new family had moved in like like a, a house on coronation street they'd moved in <laughs> and things are starting to go downhill maybe we should just uh talk about what people think this golden age actually was and yeah, yeah. and meant um, okay because you always... read um dario fernandez Moreira? probably but uh, You're asking me to, me to remember something from four years ago. You got the essay in front of you, though, haven't you? Yeah. The myth of the Andalusian paradise. Yes. Right. Yes, so he was Appar- my, allegedly. He, he yeah. was the main guy here for me, at least. So he, he talks about the initial conquest as some suggest that it was like they'd surround cities with their forces, and then the cities would peacefully surrender. Mm. But others say actually no, there was shock and awe tactics. Like they would like ransack a city and then super peace, like afterwards. So even before the golden age had happened, we've already got conflicting arguments about the methods that were used. So I think people want to kind of say that this is because obviously the, the whole golden age thing. It's like it's so evocative and striking. It's it's, it's like utopian it's like, almost. Is there is there any culture that's ever enjoyed a golden age of anything? Straight away, you've got this kind of weird overblown idea mm. which is impossible to compete with anyway and that's that's part of the problem tell you what there's some really nice art that i'm gonna maybe put in the show notes but kind of it's from the time as well and it does actually showcase uh, a lot of this, this unity of all the religions so i'm, I'm gonna chuck that in there 
this area of the world was considered the ornament of the world, like because of the the supposed peace and hotbed of activity. <laughs> a lot of thought came out of this period. Like, do you want to talk about the Jewish presence in Spain and how how that kind of went through history? I've got a little bit about before and then during. Yeah, I, so the the Jewish the, presence yeah. was basically goes back as far as somewhere like three hundred AD. When yeah, they... it's like. I've got overwritten here from the 5th century to the 8th century, Spain was under the command of Visigoth Kingdom, which is Christian. And it is widely accepted that under the Visigoths, Spain suffered internally. King Roderick was uh, the king of Spain, I guess. And apparently the Jewish communities of Spain under King Roderick lived in nearly enslaved squalor. Visigoth has alienated Spain's Jews. Uh, the legislation forbade Jews from marrying Christians or owning Christian slaves which I'm okay with the Christian slaves part, um, <laughs> but um, they outlawed the observance of holy days and they ultimately offered Jews the stark outlook of conversion to Christianity, exile or slavery. Right. So, so the, the, the when the Muslims uh, t- took over mm-hmm. Spain, this kind of changed. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's some argument that they were welcomed. Yeah, um, they were ruled over as as uh, dimmies, I think I'm saying that right. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of like so this is when the the, the Moors conquered mm-hmm. Spain. Um, Dimitude is basically second class citizens. Yeah, they're sort of protected non Muslims, mm-hmm. so they enjoy a lot of protections because they were known as people of the book. Yeah, like Christians and Jews, known as because. Obviously, Abrahamic faith. Yeah, they're sort of like halfway there. Yeah. yeah. They accept the monotheistic God, which is good, but they don't, you know, it, it stops submit them, It completely. stops them from being executed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as long as they're not idolatrous, like... Yeah, so they're known as dimmies. The Quran states, I guess it's section 2, verse 61. I don't know how that's split up. This is speaking of the Jews. And humiliation and wretchedness were stamped upon them, and they were visited with wrath from Allah. Right, so... That's nice. It's not very nice, really, is it? <laughs> no. But, um, uh, and I wrote, this view of the Jews can be seen to be practically expressed in law surrounding taxation. Uh, so they, they they had a tax called the jizya. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it. Jizya, mm. which was not only a tax, so they were taxed for not being Muslims, basically, but it was also a highly symbolic expression of subordination. This is kind of coupled with the, the another word, dehila, which means humiliation or abasement, to indicate that God had assigned them a second-class, subordinated yeah. status um, if they yeah, rejected Muhammad. And then, um, to be honest, with the Christians, it was not that much better either. It's this whole kind of theme of ecclesiastical persecution. Mm. The, the Catholic Inquisition was a large part yeah. of this, and uh, there's plenty of like pogroms and, and just some generally nasty shit. Um, and like, like I said, I, for me, why why it ends in 1492 is because this is when the Jews were also expelled. Right. So not only was Granada annexed, mm. but the Jews were expelled. So for me, that's just the final. There's no coming back. And I think it was cemented with the final tragedy under Isabella and Ferdinand, where Jews and Muslims were basically seen as a scapegoat for just every single problem. By 1473, you had like just loads of pogroms and massacres and lootings against Muslims and Jews. And when they were chucked out or forcibly converted, they had, it's important, important to emphasize, like they had nothing, no donkeys, no transport. They weren't allowed to carry much of anything. 
And a lot of the places they were going wouldn't accept them either, like Portugal. That's so like, they were expelled by a Christian? Yes. They were living in, not security, but they were living in Spain. Then Spain was annexed by the Christians again, and then they were kicked out. Yeah. Okay, so this is this is an important point, I think, because it shows that even though we've talked about how they were subordinated and they were seen to be humiliated, they were still allowed to live you know what I mean? They were still allowed to practice, even though there might have been separation between yeah, and, communities. Yeah, uh, not, not, just, not just live, but also to make important cultural contributions. Yeah, like they, I said about Maimonides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maimonides lived in this... He didn't just have a statue there for the fuck of it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he lived here, and he contributed to the, to the intellectual conversation of yeah. the day. And, yeah, to, to just end all that, you know, because obviously Jewish programs, you know, anti-Jewish programs and um, kind of expelling them. And this was happening all over Europe mm. throughout this time period. Mm -hmm. This was happening in France and it was happening in, in Britain. We largely forget that part of our history. You mentioned Maimonides. I've written that Maimonides, whilst he was living under the Islamic rule, uh, apparently this was under the Almohad. There was a lot of, like... Exactly, just Game of Thrones, like someone's, someone who's next on the throne. Like uh, He wrote a letter complaining about the state of Jewish life under Muslim rule, and it reads, On account of our sins, God has cast us into the midst of these people, the nation of Ishmael, who persecute us severely and who devise ways to harm us and debase us. No nation has ever done more harm to Israel. That's mm. what he's saying. There's but also like, and yeah, going to go back. I'm mm. going to keep jumping forward back into time yeah. to try and just get this point across that it wasn't all rosy. But um, uh, the, the Christian stuff, there's uh, like on Good Friday and stuff, and they, they would like make up horrible stories about you know, anti-Semitic yeah. stories and stuff. Yeah. And like just, just like children would like play games and things. There's loads of accounts of people uh, nailing like, crosses to people's doors and things and covering it in like sheep's blood so yeah nice not not very um, good but i think if we are to make any value judgment on all these things we would have to try and take ourselves out of our own context like we've we've talked about how they were persecuted and that life according to Maimonides, was no nation has ever done more harm to israel we can look at those yeah. and think oh hot damn how can that be a golden age yeah so this the, the jewish presence that was mostly here was part of the Sephardic Jews. Yeah. And it was in Cordoba during this period, to be fair, where they were given the the, the freedoms to be able to set the standards for a lot of Jewish traditions. So a lot of Jewish traditions were born out of this period um, mm. of, of relative strife, but also coexisting and, and security. So they were coming up with all kinds of like morals and ideas of scholarship and ways of dressing and cultural traditions mm -hmm. as well, which is not something that they could have really done in a, in a, in completely restricted kind of setting. No, exactly. And they, and they were serving as, they were in the courts. They weren't, mm. they weren't just confined to like ghettos. They were, no. they were, Actually, they held office. And, yeah, they were in. Yeah. They were in high positions. So, just painting more of a picture here. Like, it's more complex than just just vic Spout victims. Like, yeah. yeah, but again, this is not the picture that was presented to us or yeah. anyone that goes there. Really, the one museum. Did you go where that guy started singing? Yes. Right. That was that was specifically about Judaism mm. in Spain. Yeah, but that the, was the a... main thing that they were trying to argue. Was that under the Christians it was bad? 
that when when there was a reconquest, there were pogroms left, right, and centre. So they weren't arguing that under the the Muslims during the Inquisition, Jews would have to like mark their skin differently, so they couldn't obviously be circumcised. So they'd have to like cut themselves in some other place, and generally just hide every element of their Jewishness or like find ways of concealing it. So this place that we went to, this was what the last synagogue standing in. Yeah, in the Cord- in Cordoba, yeah, yeah. last Jewish family, last last synagogue, pretty much. It was, in fact, there are virtually no Muslims left as well, are there? I think there's no Jews, virtually no Jews left. I don't I'm think there's many Muslims them. left. So, from around 38 million Jews, there are now only 15,000 Jews in the whole of Spain, and only I think 12,000 of them are actually Sephardic. So, this place is only a synagogue because it contains a, a Torah. All the actual purpose-built synagogues that weren't like someone's house were all destroyed i think there's about 40 synagogues that would either brought to a state of complete disrepair in the whole of cordoba or just completely destroyed i think we went into one and it was just fucking nothing left of it we find cordoba i've got it here 10 jewish families and about a thousand muslims still living in the whole of cordoba that was the last jewish presence really in the whole region it, i think there are still mosques yeah there, but those are relatively well relatively new mosques. yeah like, i'm pretty sure they're not allowed to pray in that mosquito anymore no they're not yeah when you're saying about jews holding office there is an argument that they came to occupy such positions and to really get into these niches these kind of taxes and bankers and then occupying the, the sort of the official statesmanly sort of positions out of necessity so that they were tolerated out of pragmatism because otherwise nothing would have been stopping the rulers from completely discriminating against them so it was aren't, a kind of kind muslims, of security aren't muslims forbidden from taking up certain jobs yeah they can't do money lending and that's why a lot so of money f- lending was so they fulfilled all they, yeah they sort them. of yeah, pass that off. Um, I've got a photo here. Might okay. Be some use, that I took in Cordoba. Oh, that's So that lovely. restaurant is called Sinai. So obviously a Jewish restaurant. Yeah, sure. And um, someone spray painted a swastika over it. That's fucking grim, isn't it? Yeah. So that just, it's, I thought it was interesting mm. that in this whole... Yeah, I mean, so I, I guess maybe they're trying to capitalise on this thing to... The whole golden age thing to alleviate some tensions, maybe, Possibly. and to 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 try and retroactively look back through history and promote a sense of harmony that maybe isn't there now. Yeah, I mean, shit, saying that from from one picture, but well, I mean, yeah, also yeah. also the current climate. You know, the, the, there's obviously tensions with. There's also religion. other graffiti about um, how feminists should fuck off or something. Was that? Yeah. <laughs> It's quite strange. Oh, I saw, when we went to this, I think it was one of the Alcazars, it was one of the palaces, yeah. and they were like graffitied, like, like the Turks will rise again or something. <laughs> the Ottoman Empire. Yeah, it was. It was the Ottoman back. Empire. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was the Ottoman Empire. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> don't, think so. don't know why that was there. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, so... um. I mean, Maimonides was kicked out, wasn't he? So I, yeah, he, d- he definitely mo- didn't die there. Produced most of his books in Cairo when he yeah, fled to. So. Yeah. I think he wrote forty books, 
something, right, something like that. I think he wrote quite the, prolific. That Maimonides. Yeah. It's quite famous. The, uh, and he still wouldn't touch his toes. I still. And it's not his toes, mate. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. uh, should we move on to this this guy Alfonso the Tenth? Alfon- Alfonso. Let's go with Alfonso. Alfonso X. Uh, yeah, he's basically just portrayed as this benevolent figure, and I okay. can't help but feel that's a bit of a caricature. Did you find anything on him? No, I didn't do that period. He kind of advocated some interfaith relationships and dialogues. It's like, how much of this is out of pragmatism? How much of this was like a political decision to to try and appease certain groups? And how much did he genuinely believe in these ideals? A large part of the debate. You know, I'd say say it was the good age under Alfonso. Not the golden one. Not the golden, just the the silver. Yeah, it's the the bronze age. That's already been taken. Copper age. Has that not been taken as well? Probably. I think everything's been taken. Stone Age, Copper Age. <laughs> what are we in at the moment? The Shit Age. Yeah, so so in terms of specifics, he rejected forcible conversion. He thought that was abhorrent and he spoke out against it. And it was it was kind of a theological position. Mm-hmm. He he got that from Christian scripture. He was like, you shouldn't convert people by the sword. So yeah, I, I, I'm not necessarily... A, convinced that was an intrinsic respect for other people's religions i think that was more just a quite a staunch faith in his own interpretation of his own religion rather than a respect for others god i used to waffle so much in these essays i'm just reading my old essay like this is horrific i'll probably think the same about the stuff i'm writing now in a year's time so interestingly pope gregory x deposed alfonso from his place because of all this that's interesting yeah so I think it it was definitely clear that he went against the grain in some way. So yeah, just to, to say it's a golden age and all that, yeah, Alfonso the Tenth was fucking amazing. It's like, well, the time you're living in, the Pope, who was like the, the big yeah, yeah. figure, was just like, nah, mate, not having any of it. The thing we've got to combat is being anachronistic about the whole thing. I guess if you're if you're Jewish. It's better to like have to pay some taxes and maybe be spat on once in a while than, you know, see your whole family die. I think if the alternative is banishment or forced conversion, mm. then this will be seen as like the best place to be. Did you know it was only in 1869 that the Jews were finally freed from like an act that goes way back in, the, it was the 1492 thing. So they were expelled in 1492. That was yeah. only that was only actually appealed in. Mad. Yeah. They've had a hard time of it, those Jews, haven't they? Yeah. They have a bit. your podcast oh thanks